Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Vent. This is Fed Weekly. A collaboration between Vice and Brent 2020, London Borough of Culture. Get a cracking. Sabrina. Nuruddin. Vent Weekly. A lot of what's happened in the world lately has left me feeling really powerless. I've been doing my bit for the Black Lives Matter movement, but sometimes I feel like, as one individual person, I'm just shouting into the void. And I've been feeling this too. Today's International Youth Day, and I want to think about what actual power do we have as young people to make an impactful change. Over the last few years, I've felt increasingly powerless to make an effective change in the world. You do what you can, you, you either join protests, you join movements, you have interesting discussions with people trying to, you know, influence change. And you realise that actually change and the power to conduct change is held in the hands of a few. I definitely feel we have the power, we have the voice to make change in the world. It's no longer the rich, the famous and the olders who can control what changes and when change happens. Any effort could be considered as change. Just depends on what capacity you have. For example, now with social media platforms, I think exposure is what we have power of. Today we're joined by filmmaker and hospital cleaner Hassan Akkad and third wave fund communications officer Monica Trinidad, who is dialing in from Chicago to talk about different forms of activism. Could you guys introduce yourselves for us? Hi guys, my name is Hassan Akkad, a Syrian filmmaker, activist, uh, and I worked as a cleaner during the peak of the pandemic in a hospital in East London. I am also an ambassador for Choose Love, an organization which looks after refugees and migrants in around uh, several countries in Europe and the Middle East. And I'm glad to be here. It's nice to have you. Glad to have you, man. Hey everybody, my name is Monica Trinidad. I'm from Chicago and I am the communications director for Third Wave Fund. Uh, it's a feminist activist fund that uh, gives money to young women of color, queer, trans and intersex people of color under the age of 35. I am the co-founder of For the People Artists Collective. Um, it's a radical squad of black artists and artists of color. And we make art for the movements. And I also have my own podcast called The Lit Review and Mike Check Podcast. Firstly, Hassan, you got quite a lot of traction because you did some pretty direct calling out on social media. <laughs> you talked to us a bit about the video that you made and like why you decided to do it. Did you think it was going to work and stuff? I joined the NHS during the peak and I was working as a cleaner. So my colleagues are not consultants and doctors. They're mostly cleaners and porters. And just to summarize, people who are basically in the bottom of the pyramid when it comes to, to payment and recognition in any institution. So so 
I've worked with these guys. I've worked with Gimba, my Nigerian mother, uh, mother and Albert, who's also a cleaner. So we, we go on lunch breaks together. We have chats together. I got to know them very well. And then a month after I started working at that hospital, as I was walking to the hospital to start my shift, I read an article exposing the government decision to exclude cleaners and porters and healthcare assistants from the bereavement scheme. Mm -hmm. So basically, migrants who are working on the front line for the NHS, if they die, their families get given indefinite leave to remain. Mm -hmm. But the government decided to exclude the most vulnerable people, the people who are on minimum wage. And I was outraged by this. I was so upset. Of course. Because I got to know these people, you know, like they're they're my mates now. Mm. (laughs) I was working in a COVID ward and I was cleaning around, doing my bit, but I was so upset. So I went on my lunch break, went outside, and then my car was in the car park, got in the car, and then I was like, you know what? I have 9,000 followers at Twitter. I checked my privilege, basically. I have a platform. I could deliver a point, and I'm speaking from an experience. I'm not speaking on behalf of someone else. Mm -hmm. So I did that video, put it out. Four hours later, it was viewed five million times (gasps) and the government U-turned. Oh my God. So yeah, so it literally took four hours for the Home Secretary to to go on Twitter and say, okay, we're we're including everyone. And they even, Mm. um, I spoke out also like, because as a follow-up, because of that video, I was asked to do a lot of interviews. So I spoke about the surcharges because where they they wanted also to to, to charge migrants Mm -hmm. an NHS fee. Migrants who work for the NHS, they wanted to charge them an NHS fee. So I spoke against that. They also U-turned on that. Wow. And it felt great. I never won a lottery, but it did feel like winning a lottery. <laughs> of course. I, I actually remember watching that video when you first same, done it. Same, And I actually watched it with my mum and we were just saying how much emotion you had in that video. It was really me- yeah, it was really moving and I could see that it was something that was really frustrating you. So when you mm. made that video, did you know that it was going to be this impactful and like you were going to get this much attention? I'll be completely honest with you. I didn't expect it will get that attention. I tweeted, I put it out and I put my phone away. I was because I didn't want to be disappointed. I didn't want because I've put a lot of a lot of energy into this. You know, it's, it's, course, it's hard yeah. to expose yourself. It's hard to to put yourself out there and also address yeah. the prime minister of uh, of a country. You know, it's 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 not easy. What made this happen is that. The public was on my side. Mm. And that's what you need. If you get the public on your side, if you, if you can mobilize the, 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 the public, that works. Exactly, mm. exactly. We often feel like we're being ignored by the government as well. So like, and they wouldn't ever listen to us. What was it like having such like a direct response from the prime minister? I appreciated the U-turn and I went on doing another video where I didn't thank the government. I didn't thank the prime minister. I thanked the people, the activists, the campaigners and the unions who were on my side. Because let's be honest, I shouldn't have had to do this. You know, exactly. Marcus shouldn't have had to campaign to get young people fed in the UK. Mm. Captain Moore shouldn't have to walk around his garden to raise money for the NHS. Exactly. These are failures by the government. So I'm not going to thank him. Mm. He sh- they should have done it in the first place. But I, I did thank the people who supported me. <laughs> I love what you're doing on Twitter, Hassan, where you took a picture of the NHS staff and a description of who they are because it just puts it more into perspective and puts faces yeah. to names. Like These are yeah. actually people, these are actual people mm. with 
difficult lives and who have dedicated the majority of their lives to the NHS and this is how they're getting treated. You also made the film Exodus. I did. <laughs> Our journey to Europe. Yeah. Which won a BAFTA. Yeah. Congratulations, by the way, for the BAFTA. Congratulations on that. Thank you very much. <laughs> Why did you choose that medium of film to tell this story? As I told you, I'm Syrian. I now live in, in the UK as a refugee. Back home, I was a storyteller and a teacher. So when I became the, the center of the story, I wanted to make sure that using my story, I can put a face on the crisis. We have these stereotypes against a lot of people and this uh, systemic racism towards uh, some yeah. ethnic minorities. Yeah. And it's, it's so, it, it, and a lot of people engage in that without knowing who are the people who are affected by these stereotypes and these decisions. So I, what I did, I wanted to put a face on the, on, the, on, on, on the crisis and I filmed my whole journey, which was included in the series, which won the BAFTA. Sick. And it's, it, it, helped, it helped people empathize. And it's, it's similar with the video that I did with the campaign video. People yeah. saw someone who's working as a cleaner and speaking from an experience. What was the response for that? Because you said you made it because you wanted people people to feel empathetic and did you get that sort of response? I ended up working on the second series because the BBC commissioned another series and I, I went to dozens of refugee camps around Europe and I met so many people who told me that they went out to volunteer because they watched that film. Wow. Wow. That is impactful. That's a great response. This is the type of work that I like to do. I like to drive change in my work, in my mm. art, in, in everything I do. Did it snowball any change like inside or outside of government? So the film didn't, uh, the, the documentary didn't. With these documentaries, I genuinely care more about what the public think than the, what the government think. Campaigning and activism, I target the public. Mm -hmm. I want to get the public on my side. Yes. Because the public will end up voting for the right people in the government. Exactly. So, so that's... Democracy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Monica, I just wanted to speak about you now and the work that you do at the Third Wave Fund. So could you just explain... A bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. So we know that young people are directly, you know, impacted by systemic oppressions. Y'all have the vision for, you know, what the world should look like, but lack the resources to do it, right? Yeah. So we have those resources. We have access to those um, financial institutions that aren't reaching people like younger working class, mm. disabled, lower income, mm. um, black, brown, indigenous folks um, that are already doing the work, but it's not seen that way. What we do is we give rapid response funding, long-term sustainable funding um, for community mobilizations, uh, healing justice work, because that is just as important, um, and movement building work. And so it goes to grassroots efforts, organizations, coalitions, collectives um, that are doing work around gender justice, right? What we do is we give monthly rapid response dollars and uh, also long-term dollars, right? Because we know that young folks need urgent dollars right now for mobilizing mm -hmm. against, you know, the pandemic and uh, against police violence in the States, right? And then we're also like, okay, what about when the media dies out? What about when it isn't in the headlines? It isn't trending on Twitter. And so we make sure that we also offer grants that are for like six years total, right? Mm -hmm. Or like more than that. So do you work with the government? We do not, no. We are totally funded by donors and okay. also those institutions that young people don't have access to, right? And so um, a lot of uh, foundations, larger foundations, um, and we're able to navigate these institutions because grassroots groups on the ground don't have the, either the leverage or access to these groups, these larger foundations. And so mm -hmm. we're like, we'll take care of it. We'll work with them. We'll get you the funds um, so you don't have to deal with that. That's really, really, really good. 
because people know what they want to do exactly monica as you said but don't have the resources to mm-hmm. do so and with the government being the government <laughs> it's kind of hard to mobilize and you've been with the third way fund helping helping the young people being able to mobilize themselves when they need help is very very good because there are not many people out there that would do what you're doing right now. No, yeah, definitely. And why else do you think that having a fund like this is important? We have support from our community and um, we are by and for leadership, right? So we are also the people that we are funding. Yes. I think it's really important, you know, not just because of our identity, but because we are all folks with experience in movement building and organizing. And we know the field, we know how to support the people that we're funding. It's just really important to get these dollars to folks because, you know, otherwise, how are we going to effectively make change without the resources to Mm -hmm. do so? We as young people are very much resourceful on our own, right? We know how to fundraise, you know, like on Instagram and our stories. We know how to organize our group of friends to go out into the streets and like protest, right? But then like, how do we reach that larger mass movement, Mm -hmm. right? How do we like, how do we move from like that individual and like group um, work to like mass mobilization, right? And so we need funds to do that. And so that's, that is, you know, where we step in. So do you actively go out and maybe find these people like through social media or do people mostly like come to you? People mostly come to us. So I'm the communications officer. So I do a lot of the social media. Mm. So I'm doing a lot of the posting. I'm doing a lot of the scouring through Twitter, Instagram, seeing who's doing that work. Our program officers are constantly, you know, looking online and looking to people to say, oh, who is doing the work right now against, you know, this specific thing? Mm -hmm. Uh, Who's trying to get that, uh, you know, Columbus statue down in Chicago, right? Mm -hmm. Who's trying to get those officers' pensions taken away because they just killed, you know, a young black woman, right? So it's like Mm -hmm. trying to really be on the ground and listening to those that are doing that work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Human rights issues that I care about campaigning for is free speech. I think in the modern world today, we see increasingly governments throwing people away in jail for exercising their right to freedom of speech. Whilst we're over Iraqi women, and I feel that through education, we'll be able to better their status in society. Say the Uyghurs in China. The human rights violation that is taking place in Yemen. People are suffering, people are in danger. There's famine across the whole of Yemen. There's so much that we can do and so little is being done. Could we try and make a little toolkit for young people like me and Sabrina? Like, what different forms of activism are available to us? It's safe to say that a lot of people feel helpless, especially with the news cycle. Things are happening on a daily basis. So many things are... You've got Black Lives Matter movement. You've got global warming, refugees, Mm -hmm. uh, the pandemic. There are so many issues happening around. And I think uh, my, my first advice is to 
focus on one or two. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because if you're going to go and and like, you know, get involved in everything, you're going to get lost yeah. and you're going to mm-hmm. cry. You're going to hit a wall very soon. And I'm speaking from an experience. Yeah. Hassan Minaj spoke about this in his show. He mm. said, if your computer has so many tabs open, it will freeze. So keep a tab or two. True. That's very nice. I like that. I'm like so glad you mentioned that because a lot of me and my friends are actually feeling the same way. Especially like you said, during this time, I feel like there's so much going on that I actually can't keep mm-hmm. up. And can't fathom. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. obviously, every like I post a lot of my story on my story about, like for example, Black Lives Matter or about the Yemen yeah. crisis, about yeah. even what's happening in my country, Nepal, and the caste systems and people are dying. The Chinese and the Uyghurs. Yeah, yeah. there's so yeah. much is happening but I want to keep on top of everything but I can't and it's okay I think a lot of people especially on social media are saying oh you need to post about this you need to be doing more you need to do that and it can kind of make you feel like oh my god I need to keep up to date I'm not doing enough Sabrina you are a young activist you're not an embassy so you don't have to (laughs) oh my god that is a great quote that's a great quote (laughs) you don't have to advocate for every social issue you don't have to be out there condemning everything that happens because in the end of the day you will be drained Mm. embassies do that you know NGOs do that organizations do that focus on an issue or two Connect with our, with people who are advocating and who are engaged on that issue. Mm-hmm. See if there are any when you know when lockdown is lifted and when we can go back to meetings and like having talks and discuss, discussions. Get in, get involved. Get go to yeah. these talks. Go 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 and 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 befriend people who care about the same things that you do. Let me tell you from an experience. I have never voted in my life. Because I used to live in a totalitarian country. Mm-hmm. So it's a dictatorship. You you vote or you don't vote, the president will always get 99.9% and always come to power. Always win, yeah. So my vote didn't make a difference. Votes here do make a difference. Yeah. Of course, there are so many hiccups happening, but it's still a democracy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You need change. You need to get the right people in power. And you need to put the right people in. So whether it's a councillor, yeah. an MP, a prime minister, a president, mm. your vote matters. And I think that's just, the highest form of activism is in the voting booth 100% and I think many people in the UK especially young people don't even understand how important voting is yeah. and like you said they feel like oh my vote doesn't matter it's only one vote mm. but yeah it's a form of democracy and we even forget that in some countries like you said they don't even they don't even get to vote yeah you don't have that privilege mm. you don't have the privilege of voting I'll tell you about um, this quick story I, it was 2016 and it was a year after I arrived to Britain and I was at Glastonbury Festival and Jeez. Monica Glastonbury is our biggest musical festival in the world in, in, in the UK so I was there and it was during the festival when the Brexit um, announcement announcement came yeah so yeah. and we found out that we're leaving Britain I don't remember the day but I was walking around the festival and there were hundreds of people crying young people crying saying I never thought this would happen I wish I voted and I was I, I, that was so I'm, I'm so sorry but it was so stupid like yeah. what What? it's a very stupid argument to it say is. like I didn't know it would happen I wish I voted no <laughs> sorry yeah. I mean you, you have to vote whether you think this will happen or not you, your vote matters yes maybe people might feel the same with like Donald Trump becoming president Monica do you feel like people felt like oh my god I didn't even think he would ever be president like this would ever happen did you get some responses like that? 
Oh, yeah. And many of us voted and we still were like, we didn't think that this would happen. <laughs> I mean, I totally agree with what Hassan is saying, like voting is so, and with all everyone is saying that voting is so critical. And I like to see it as like a tool in our toolbox of activist tools. Yeah. Right. It's so important to, to, to get that vote in. But it's also important to remember that, like, community mobilization is important. Right. Yep. And, and yeah. Mass mass movements is important. And being in the streets is important. Making art is important. Right. Like mm-hmm. cultural change always precedes political change. And so we need that culture to really be instilled from, you know, young black indigenous and people of color on the ground. Exactly. Right? Yes. And so it is absolutely essential hand in hand with all of the other pieces that we need to be doing in the streets. What would be the best way to fundraise for a cause? So when I started working at the hospital and I, I put a tweet out, which went viral, and then I was asked to do a lot of interviews. Mm-hmm. To the media, I am a positive story. Mm-hmm. It's a positive story of a Syrian refugee who came here and started working at the hospital during the pandemic, cleaning a COVID ward. But to me, as someone who has done my, I've done my research and I know how this whole thing work, I would agree to these uh, to these interviews, yeah. and they were all like it was with BBC, Channel Four, ITV. So I've done over twenty of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With every interview, I conclude my interview with like asking people to donate to my hospital's charity, and I ended up raising thirty five thousand pounds. Wow. in like a week wow. for that charity. That's amazing. I could go out and be like, yeah, I'm doing this incredible thing and like, look at me, I'm a hero. If I got a platform, I want to use it for the greater good. So people love this story. It's a positive story, but channel it into a good cause, you know, mm-hmm. like link it, with a, link it with a fundraiser. And that always works. My friend and I, last year, we wanted to raise money for a hospital in Aleppo, in northern Syria. It's called Hope Hospital. And uh, we were like, we could stand with buckets outside the tube, but that will be like, I don't know if that's going to help. But then we uh, started a falafel restaurant. So we started a falafel takeaway shop. So we got a pop-up in central London, in Soho, and we started selling falafel boxes. And the ad would say, you pay five pounds, you get the box, and one pound of this five pounds go to our fundraiser yes we raised eighty thousand pounds wow from selling yeah from selling falafel boxes because people love falafel yeah. love food you know and yeah. like they're, they're like having a good meal and like building a hospital in the process <laughs> that is amazing uh, monica what would you say some of your techniques i think it's just like so important to like hassan was saying to include your your personal narrative your story what is your story how can people connect to your story how can people relate to your story mm-hmm. and that is what really pulls people in right um 100. you know statistics and data they're important of course but mm. what really draws people in right mm-hmm. i want to hear hassan's story i'm so interested maybe if i would have saw like a report like on all these numbers or i might have not learned about it, you know, to be honest. Yeah, I, I learned yeah. about it through Hassan's video and through um, what he's saying right now. And so I think something that we see in terms of fundraising for Third Way Fund is just like brilliant, brilliant, creative ways that people are raising funds for Third Way Fund. Like I'm yeah. seeing, yeah. And, and as the social media person, I'm seeing it firsthand, all the tags we're getting on the stories of people making jewelry mm-hmm. and saying 100% proceeds go to Third Way Fund. Or tattoo artists who are like, today only come get a tattoo and, you know, we'll give the proceeds to Third Way Fund. Um, burlesque dancers are doing virtual shows wow. to fundraise for us. It's just like so wild how brilliant and how creative we are so many ways so many ways there's so many things that we could that we could do that um we just have to do it 
we just have to say, why not? Let's just try it and see what happens. And it's if it doesn't work out, it's not a failure. It was an experiment. So I wanted to go on to say, Hassan, about the power of social media. Do you feel like that should be in our toolkit as well? Yeah, it should be in our toolkit, of course, but it's not enough on its own. Yeah. Because the, 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 black, the black cubes we posted on Instagram, we, they didn't really help the black I hated that. No. I hated that. <laughs> I hated it. Well, Blackout Tuesday. Who did that? Blackout Tuesday was so dumb. And what, and what helped are people who posted linking to fundraisers, people mm. linking to yeah. foundations and, and NGOs and giving... people on the ground. Yeah. That helps. So, so social media does help if you are putting real action out, you know, like channeling this into action. But if if it's just the the usual, like changing the color of your profile, that doesn't work. Yeah, people were using or sometimes use activism as a trend. Yeah, when. It's actually real things going on. Like right now, I feel like with the whole Black Lives Matter thing, it's now, it's still being spoken about, but not like it was before. When it was prevalent. But at the Mm -hmm. same, yeah, but at the same time, black people are still dying. Like nothing has really changed. Often as young people of colour living in northwest London, we're made to feel as we're not the type of people who have the power to make change. So like, what advice would you have for people like us starting to rewrite this narrative? You can definitely make a change. (laughs) Don't let anyone doubt you or don't let anyone take away anything from you. Again, I came on a boat from Syria and I made a government U-turn. (laughs) <laughs> if if I could do that, <laughs> yeah. if I could do that, you, trust me, you can do it too. You can get shit done. Trust me. Well, thank you, Monica and Hassan, for coming onto the podcast and just giving us a great toolkit for young activists. So, thank you so much for giving us your time. Always pleasure. Thank you. So, Sabrina, now that we've heard from two people that know about activism, how would you say that made you feel? It definitely made me feel like I can do a lot more than I thought I could, especially with what Monica was saying about funding and getting money. I definitely think I'm going to search for now online places where I could get funding for causes that I think are important. What about you? Things that stood out were things take time, change doesn't happen like the next day. And there's so many forms of activism that us young people can get into and and actually make a change. Thanks for listening to Vent Weekly. I've been Nuruddin. And I've been Sabrina. And thanks a lot to Hassan and Monica for coming on. You can find more about The Third Wave at thirdwavefund.org and find Hassan's film Exodus, Our Journey to Europe online now. This episode was produced by the Vent production team. Jess Lawson, Amelia Gill, Maweed Majid and Ali Adlington. Vent is a collaboration between Vice and Brent London Borough of Culture 2020. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.